Hi. That's Brittany. And that's Jonathan. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Time Talk. It's not the Real Time Talk. Whatever. The, not the half the Real Time Talk. So, moving on. <laughs> We're going to be going over, uh, as usual, the Adventist Home, uh, Chapter 26, which is titled Parents' Legacy to Children. So just like every other episode, we're going to be um, going over some sections that stood out to us and discussing them, and hopefully you'll listen. Yeah, hopefully. The physical and mental condition of the parents is perpetuated in their offspring. Okay. Very blunt. Um, So basically from this, I guess, excerpt or quote... Um, basically what she's stating is that any, any physical or mental issues or benefits, pros or cons, uh, defects or blessings, curses, whatever, um, including addictions and stuff like that, will be passed to, uh, the children if the parents don't do something about it. Yeah. So in a good way and a bad way. So just like... If you have a hereditary physical condition like heart disease or high blood pressure or um, excuse the dog (laughs) um, or, you know, things like that, then those will be transmitted into your offspring because they have your genetics. And just as much, um, the mental condition of the parents is going to be transmitted into the child as well, Um, whether that be actual conditions like depression anxiety or you know schizophrenia uh, things like that or even just um like john said like um addictions um smaller things that you may not think are hereditary conditions but the entire genetic map of your child will be uh, a a car a copy of uh, of the parents brains so um if you think a certain way, your child is most likely going to think that certain way as well. Yeah, 100%. Fine. You win, dog. Okay, so the next one. Those who have charge of God's property in the souls and bodies of the children formed in his image should erect barriers against the sensual indulgence of this age, which is ruining the physical and moral health of thousands. Um, I mean, in this case, I think she, she may not be talking necessarily about, like, porn, like it is nowadays, but back then it was just as much... Mm. Um, I think back then it was becoming more prevalent, like the um, adult movie theaters and um, magazines and like like those kinds of things started becoming um, more relevant in the world where sexuality became less of a taboo and more of a uh, accessible to adult men. Mm. You could also look at it from the point that sensual could mean more than just uh sexual things more like whatever um stimulates the senses Mm -hmm. in any shape or form um so it could mean you know indulging in appetite too much indulging in you know 
fantasies and fairy tales and stories and stuff like that too much. It could mean, um, you know, uh, spending too much money, indulging in work and stuff like that. Uh, so you could look at it not just from that, because some people could think like, oh, my kids don't watch porn. Ugh, I've banned everything. Da, 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 da. I got all the, the blockers on everything. But it, it could transcend that to other things that are what they hear, what they see, what they taste, what they smell. Where All they those become, because when you think about it, your senses are things that are attuned to worldly things. So if your child is overindulging in their senses, like um, in something, one a really common example is that a lot of Christians understand is the dangers of indulging in um, music. Music is something that is an indulgence to your sense of hearing, um, and essentially. If you become too attuned to a worldly type of music, you will lose your appreciation for godly types of music. Um, the same way with food and appetite, um, and also, I mean, actual like sexual indulgences as well. Um, if you are indulging in any kind of sense, so if you're indulging in in any kind of excess activity for your your senses there is a high chance that you will become attuned to that indulgence and no longer appreciate the um, the minimalist the, the, the minimalism that God provides. Um, I mean, he speaks in a still small voice. How are you expected to hear his still small voice if you are indulging in loud and obnoxious, noises constantly not necessarily obnoxious but just you're indulging in the sense your sense of hearing in worldly things so it'll be harder to hear god mm -hmm. i agree with that <clears throat> uh so we'll move on to the next one unless you have something to add no i think we covered that one pretty well okay um <clears throat> excuse me parents if you fail to give your children the education that god makes it <laughs> Parents, if you fail to give your children the education that God makes it your duty to give them, both by precept and example, you must answer to your God for the results. These results will not be confined merely to your children. They will reach through generations. So, yeah, it's uh, parents' responsibility. And I think this is like a very important thing for new parents to... Uh, to hear, to remember, to uh, come to terms with is that you are responsible for your children's um, spiritual education. And not, not only theirs, but their children's and their children's children's. And, you know, mm -hmm. like what you do will affect not only your children, but multiple future, future generations. And something that, like, we need to keep in mind is, like, if you're not young parents or parents or uh, planning to become parents soon, then it's something for, if you're uh, planning to become parents at any point in time, these are things that you have to keep in mind and try to correct in your character, uh, in the way that you teach, in the way that you parent. Um, because it's not the pastor's responsibility to uh, get your child to heaven. It's not your their Sabbath school teacher's responsibility. It's not the Pathfinder directors. It's not the elders or the deacons or anyone else's. It's your responsibility. You chose to have children, so you need to uh, understand the responsibility that comes with that. 
Absolutely. And I mean, there is a, a duty, like there's an education that God has given to you as parents to give to your children. And um, it, it, it's also, it's not something that you just have to teach them. You cannot just, like if, let's say um, you took a marketing class in university and uh, your marketing teacher, you were like, oh, what did you do? Like, what's your job outside of this? Like, what what's your master's in? And he was like, oh, I did music. But he's teaching you marketing and has never learned anything about marketing and doesn't, isn't um, in, in the field of marketing. You wouldn't take him seriously. You wouldn't take anything, anything he says seriously and apply it to your own degree because you know for a fact that he's not living the way the what, what he's teaching same with your kids people often think that kids are so stupid that or, or, mm. or that they don't know enough to know um to know if you're not walking the talk but they know from a young young age they will notice that you aren't doing what you're teaching and they will no longer take you seriously and that's in everything you you give them one reason to stop trusting what you're saying and they will stop trusting everything you say. Mhm. Very true. All right, next one. Just as the one thistle permitted to grow in the field produces a harvest of its kind, the sins resulting from your neglect will work to ruin all who come within the sphere of your of their influence. So yeah, it's the ripple effect basically is what she's talking about that if you allow something small like just like in the parable of the wheat and the tares if you allow something to grow up like a weed in your flower bed it won't just affect the one flower right next to it it can spread and be a thorn in people's side in your neighbor's flower bed your you know your friend down the road you know your friend across the city like weeds spread and just like the ripple effect it can impact a lot more than just your child if you neglect to do your work properly yeah absolutely and that's something that i think nowadays it's very um i mean a lot of us don't know how to parent right when you become a parent none of us are just like yeah, I know exactly what to do. So it's it, it the the world out there is very forgiving. Well, okay, it can be very unforgiving, but can be also forgiving um, when it comes to things that you do as a parent. But when it comes to neglect, it, you're better off to do something to correct or to teach or to um, mold as opposed to just being like, well, it can't be that bad if I if I let them go do this one thing one time because it's convenient for me you know if your rule is no screen time unless it's like as a family then never change that rule it, it, it has to stay a permanent rule because that one small seed of neglect can cause smaller smaller things to become bigger things where when your child becomes an adult they now have to go to therapy because they don't they 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 lack trust they there's all kinds of things and it seems ridiculous to think that screen time like a, a small thing of screen time would lead to a child in therapy for the rest of their life but it can you mm. you have to think that just like your spiritual walk you wouldn't say well it's just one small sin so it it'll be fine 
you you don't say that there's no sin you don't want any sin in your life unfortunately it does slip in sometimes and there's nothing we can do about that but as much as you can as a parent avoid letting any neglect slip into your parenting yeah i 100 percent agree yeah okay all right next one parents leave maladies as a legacy to their children <laughs> burn <laughs> as a rule every intemperate man who rears children transmits his inclinations and evil tendencies to his offspring he gives them disease from his own inflamed and corrupted blood licentiousness disease and imbecility are transmitted as an inheritance of woe from father to son and from generation to generation all right we're packing up the show right there guys thanks for watching that's all we need to say have a good day um essentially if you didn't catch that what she's saying is if you the if, if you're a waste your waste will be transmitted yeah exactly don't expect to be a trash human being and your child to be a gold star could you imagine this was in numbers you'd be like and waste begat waste <laughs> <laughs> who also begat waste who then begat trash <laughs> that's basically what she's saying right here all right if it's because it, it's not just like maladies like okay he had uh uh i don't know crohn's he had you know cancer and he transmitted no she's talking about uh tendencies and character traits and sinful natures yeah all right so if you and uh, stupidity mm -hmm, and stupidity so if or not not stupidity in the sense of not educated but stupidity in the sense of like lacking negligence common sense. <laughs> lack uh negligence mm -hmm. um so if you as a parent are you know you have sinful characters uh traits and you pass it on to your children well don't don't, don't come crying to the pastor after and say how come you didn't fix my kids yeah it's, it's your own fault and another interesting part is that it's uh inflamed and corrupted blood so mm -hmm. listen every who you are at your core is carried through in your genetics and through your blood to your offspring mm -hmm. so the only way to do that is to uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself and get right with the bible and get right with god yeah and then he can he can cleanse you so that way you don't transmit those things on absolutely and god is the only one that will be able to cleanse those um transmittable things um you can't do it yourself mm -hmm. um one thing that i do want to point out with this one is parents leave maladies as a legacy to their children when you think of the legacy you want to leave i'm sure you're not like I want my great-great-grandchildren to look back at a picture of me and be like, oh, you know what's amazing about him? He had cancer and he slept with a lot of people. That's not something that you want to leave to your children as your legacy. You don't want to leave a memory of you making irresponsible decisions or um, being a slave to your appetite. You know, you want, I'm sure that when you think about your legacy, you want to be a man or a woman that was respected, that was loved, that was, you know, like for me, like I want to be remembered as someone who was caring for those who had no one who cared for them. I know you had said you wanted to be respected and admired. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're le leaving a, a legacy of maladies, then those things will not be remembered above them. Mm-hmm. And the way you start a legacy is you start now. Mm -hmm. So get started. You start now 
no matter where you're at. Doesn't matter if you have kids yet, if you don't have them yet, don't wait till your wife is pregnant or till you're pregnant to start making yourself the person. So you I shouldn't be. wait till I'm pregnant? <laughs> okay. Know. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, because you will never be pregnant. <laughs> all right. Next one. Okay. Fathers and mothers may study their own character in their children. They may often read humiliating lessons as they see their own imperfections reproduced in their sons and daughters. While seeking to repress and correct in their children hereditary tendencies to evil, parents should call to their aid double patience, perseverance, and love. So yeah, basically here she's going on at the fact that, you know, if you don't um, seek the Lord earnestly, you can transmit your sinful uh tendencies to your children but the way to correct that is you know uh to seek the lord and to ask for you know a double portion of patience perseverance and love to help deal with and correct whatever may have been passed to your children and to make sure you don't pass anything uh once they're born because like it's not just you know it's just through the blood so if you if you're good before they're born then you know your kids will be all right. No, it's like, well, you're raising them. So you have like 20 something years to potentially pass down mm -hmm. um, things. But in this case, it makes sense to say that you need a double portion of patience, perseverance and love, because if you are finding out these um, these traits of character, like humiliating things, imperfections in your children, like you're seeing it in your kids and you're thinking back to the things that you've done yourself, you will need double patience because you don't only have to be patient with your kid, you now have to be patient with yourself because you have to correct yourself as well. That's fixing two people w within your own capacity. No one can do that. So you have to ask God for the extra patience, the extra perseverance, and the extra love because as a human being, we do not have enough of it to be able to fix ourselves and our children at once. Which is mm. what you need to do. Alright. Okay, so next one. Manifest the meekness and gentleness of Christ in dealing with the wayward little ones. Always bear in mind that they have received their perversity as an inheritance from the father or mother. Then bear with the children who have inherited your own traits of character. Yeah, so it's just driving the point home even further. If you notice these traits, it is not because they picked it up from their friends at school or da, da, da. they can, but if you're noticing them early, more than likely, the people who have the greatest influence on your children is you. Mm -hmm. So where are they getting these bad habits from and these bad character traits and their saltiness and the fact that they're jaded or the fact that they're always angry and stuff like that? It's coming from you. Absolutely. And... This is saying, you know, approach your children with the meekness and gentleness of Christ because it's not their fault that they're like that. It's yours. Yeah. So you have to approach them in a way that you aren't getting mad at them for being the way they are. You have to approach it as a, I'm sorry that I am this way and let's work at it together to be better, the both of us. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a steep learning curve for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Start looking at yourself, you know, look at the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, and try to make a change. <laughs> cool.
quoting Michael Jackson. Hey. Okay, so last one here. Parents must trust implicitly in the power of Christ to transform the tendencies to wrong which have been transmitted to their children. Yep. You have to trust. If you don't trust, your kids will end up doing the things that you did or the things that you did wrong. Or worse. Or worse. Uh, absolutely. Uh, a great example of it is um, uh, a parent who... Drinks. Oh, okay, that was not my example. A parent who um, was sexually immoral before marriage and then teaches their kids to not do that but doesn't explain what they went through and doesn't explain anything at all, the chances are hereditary, like in, in their blood, they will have the impulse of being sexually immoral before marriage, whether that be having sex with a person or being attracted to um, sexual things before before marriage and, and uh, I guess fornication is what it's called. Mm. Um, because the parent hadn't dealt with that before they had the child and they also didn't deal with it while they had the children. So that child is now not doomed because they have Christ. And if you teach them Christ to a point where they rely on Christ more than you, then they may be able to get out of it. But as a, the God gave people parents for a reason. They, you, they need the parent to be able to coach them how to trust God to get rid of the things that the parents have left for them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Well, that was it for this one. So next week, we will be back for uh, chapter 27, which is called A Sacred Circle. Circles. Circles. (laughs) I love circles. Okay. So if you have any uh, comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach us at info.lessonsforyou at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Realtime Talk Podcast, on Instagram at Realtime underscore talk. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube and yeah, stay in school. Sabbath school, stay in Sabbath school, stay in all the schools. Mm-hmm.